Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast. Where we, we record together. a podcast, but you don't get to hear it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we record it, and then Nick doesn't have time to edit it. And uh, basically, we talk about the movies we've seen over the past week, even though you may not have heard from us in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm Nick Panunto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, how's it going? Uh, I think we're old, Nick. <laughs> but otherwise, it's going. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a comedian who has a, a bit. I can't remember who it is. I want to say it's Louis C.K. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's got a bit about how he his ankle hurt and it like made some weird noise. And he's like in his 40s, so he goes to the doctor and he's like, "Yeah, my ankle's doing this weird thing." And the doctor's like, "Yeah, it'll do that." <laughs> He's like, you're just going to have to live with that. Yeah, well, uh, welcome to old. Yeah. Um, Matt, I assume you've seen one movie this week. You assume correctly. I saw Crawl. Crawl? Oh, yes. is that the crocodile movie that just came out? Uh, it's an alligator movie. But oh, yeah, okay. I, you're probably thinking about the same one. I don't think that there's a crocodile movie contending with an alligator movie. <laughs> yeah, what'd you see, Nick? I saw two movies. All right. Uh, I watched, uh, what are they called? I watched The Red Turtle from 2016. Is that a Japanese and, cartoon? Uh, it, technically. I think it's more of a French film. Uh, oh. The original title is La Torte Rouge. Uh, nah, that sounds Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's made by Studio Ghibli, who makes yeah. all those classic... Uh, uh, Japan anime films like uh, My Neighbor Totoro and yeah, the like. Um, so that's what I thought it was at first was a Japan anime or Japanese animation, but I guess it's it's French done in a Japanese animation style. Anyway, I see. The other movie that I saw mm-hmm. is Alita: Battle Angel from oh, 2019. My. Yep, I'm curious about that. Uh huh. I'm sure you are. <laughs> And getting more curious as you speak <laughs> with that tone. Uh, so I guess I'll start Go with uh, with La Torte Rouge or The Red Turtle from 2016 uh, is directed by Michael Dudok DeWitt, which I'm sure sounds much better in French. <laughs> and like I said, probably is a uh, Studio Ghibli film, but with like a French style you know i don't know this for sure but uh everyone except for you that i've ever heard pronounce that says ghibli so it might be ghibli what did i say ghibli i'm probably right you might be yeah everyone else is wrong (laughs) um so uh this movie is is pretty good um the basic plot like the first, let's just say the first half of the movie is the movie Castaway. Uh, this uh, this man uh, starts out, he's like shipwrecked in the ocean uh, during some terrible storm. And he washes up on the shores of this deserted island. And basically he, he's trying to survive. And um, it's, ve- it's very well done. It's beautifully animated. Like it has that... It looks like it's hand-drawn, like an old kind of style animation. I don't know if it's, you know, like a modern CGI done in 
old style animation style. That's not how you say words, but um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's gorgeous. Like it's it's, be- it's a beautiful film, and uh, but there is no dialogue in the movie at all. Really, uh, except uh, occasionally some of the characters will yell "Hey." Which was kind of a relief because when the movie started and all of the credits were in French, I said to my son, I was like, we might not be able to watch this because it might be in French. Um, Because I don't know if it's going to have like English uh, dub to it. Yeah. And and, uh, luckily there's just no words except for people yelling, hey, every so often. And... uh, and so this guy is is stuck on this island, and he's kind of making his way. He kind of figures stuff out. Uh, and then one day he decides that he's going to make a raft and try and make make a break for it. He wants to try and, and get off the island. So he makes this big raft out of the bamboo that's from this bamboo forest. And he gets just far enough away from the island, and something attacks the boat and breaks it apart. Uh, and he's got to swim back to shore. So... Some time goes by, and he decides to try again. He makes a slightly makes a slightly bigger raft, uh, goes out to sea, and again this thing destroys his raft. And uh, he doesn't know what's destroying the raft because uh, whatever's hitting him is is like real quick. So he he gets washed back up on shore again. He's pissed off. And uh, one last time he makes this raft and he like brings some weapons with him. And this time he discovers that it's this giant red turtle that's destroying his boat. And he like makes eye contact with the turtle and the turtle looks at the turtle looks back at him. And then it just goes under the water and then destroys his boat again. Uh And he washes up on shore and he's like so mad. And like he goes to the top of the mountain and he's just kind of like sulking up there just like furious and the turtle comes along shore just to you know get out of the water and the guy runs down the the mountain grabs a stick and i'm gonna get into spoilers at this point because um if you haven't seen this movie i would highly recommend it but i'm gonna i'm gonna ruin it now so uh skip ahead because i'm gonna ruin it uh and it's worth watching um, but it's a, it's a, it, sorry, okay? that was me sneezing. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but it's at this point, the movie stops, turn stops being cast away and turns into like a magical fable kind of a thing right. because the man smashes the turtle's head with a big board, oh, God. uh, and then flips it on its back and then leaves it to die because he's so mad at the turtle. And the turtle basically over the next couple days just dies. And uh, the guy comes over and, and like finally he feels terrible about what he's done. And he's like he tries to bring the turtle back to life or see if it's alive. And it, it's just dead. And he's like, oh, I feel really bad about this. How was, was your son handling this? He was all right with it. My daughter was fine with it, too. She was like, you know, turtle wrecked his boat. <laughs> okay, well, I'm about to go walk in traffic, but geez, if, all right. <laughs> if it felt at the time, you're like, this is a justifiable homicide, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, so he's just kind of hanging out with the turtle's carcass, and because um, he's got nothing else to do, and then suddenly, like the turtle's shell like cracks open in the middle, and he's like, Ugh, weird, and he like leaves, and when he comes back. 
the turtle has turned into a beautiful woman. woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, like, it's a woman inside of a turtle shell. Yeah. And, and she's like like a a woman like fully grown she's got cool red hair and uh you know did you sneeze again yeah no uh she's a woman but she's like afraid of him and so they spend the next forever long the movie's kind of good and kind of bad it's showing how much time has passed okay um because he like slowly grows this heavy beard while while he's on the island and his clothes get more and more tattered but um like as time goes on basically him and the woman fall in love and mm-hmm. she gets out of the turtle shell and she's just like a regular woman yeah uh they fall in love and then they have they have a kid together and then like the kid grows up on the island and i guess he's part turtle which is kind of weird He's like half turtle because he can swim underwater for a long time and swim with turtles and they'll Does give him he rides look places. Like a turtle at all? No, he just looks like a man. Okay. Uh, and then and then like you know time goes on and the and the boy like feels the horizon calling his name and he's like, "Mom, Dad, I gotta go. I'm gonna leave now. I'm gonna go for a big long swim with the turtles." And mom and dad are like, "Okay, we hate to see you go, but we understand." And uh. And they go, oh, I almost forgot. Before all this happens, there's a horrible tsunami uh, where, where they're all like they're all like having a nice day uh-huh. uh, collecting. They're all just collecting food. But then like all the animals on the island start going crazy. And my wife is watching it, too. And then like all the water washes away from the beach. And like and we're and my wife and I at the exact same time go, oh, it's a tsunami. And it was. It's this giant tsunami that comes in and wrecks the entire island and, like, washes the dad out to sea, injures the mom, but the boy is is uh, practically unharmed. And then it's, like, at this point where the boy learns that he can, like, turtle hang out, hang out with turtles. And because uh, the turtles take him to his dad and then they, they swim back. And... And so then uh, all that other stuff happens that I was saying where the boy's like, I got to I got to go. I'm going to go hang out with the turtles. Um, And then like more time goes on and the man and the woman, they they continue to get older and older to the point where like their hair turns white. And then just one day they're like on the beach sleeping and the dad wakes up and he like looks at the moon and the ocean and then he just dies. And the mom the the woman character is like, oh no, he's dead. I'm so sad, and she's like, well, I guess I'll go take a quick bath, and she goes and sits in the ocean for a minute, and then she comes back and holds his dead hand, and then she turns back into a turtle, <laughs> and then, and then leaves, and she goes back to the water and swims away. Hmm. End of movie. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so this feel like it had a plot. Oh yeah, there's a total plot, and it's very good. It's it was wonderful. Um, I could have done without the whole, like the whole second half of the movie. You're kind of like, so what is she? Is he just losing his mind? Is he just? Is he just? Is he just banging this turtle and pretending that it's a woman? 
yeah. <laughs> and, and when he dies, she's still just a turtle, but his his dream world is over. Um, so, like, I mean, there's like a magical element to the story, but it goes from being like so kind of realistic to being so fantastical so quick that you're like uh, and there's like a bunch of dream sequences in the movie too so you're like is this just another dream is did he just die out in the water at one point and this is like his jacob's ladder moment or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh so i guess the movie leaves a lot to interpretation uh and you could kind of read into it how you want but uh, when she turns back into the turtle and she's like, well, I guess I'll go back into the ocean. You're like, I guess this movie's over. Okay. Yeah. It is uh, It is definitely worth watching. And it's only an hour and 20 minutes long. Now, at the end of this movie, uh huh. did Alex say anything? Uh, he liked it. He was like, that was good. See, I'm just picturing him going like, hey, dad. What the hell just happened? <laughs> like, yeah. What was that? He um, was more confused by the tsunami than anything. And I was like trying to explain it to him. And I think that just scared him more than anything. Because <laughs> I was like. <laughs> next I time you make... go to the beach, he's going to be like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stay on the boardwalk. I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, if you're ever on the beach and the water just goes away, get as far away from the water as you can. <laughs> and he's like. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, father of the year. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, he, he he and my daughter were both pretty into the movie. There were a couple slow spots where they got like fidgety and stuff, but they were into it. My wife enjoyed it, but she didn't come down till after the woman turned into a, uh, the turtle turned into a woman. Ah. But when she came down, she was like, this is great. I'm loving this. So when you were like, hey, that woman on screen that you see, and she's like, yeah, like she was a turtle. <laughs> yeah, go, exactly. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, she was a turtle. I'm like, yeah, she was a turtle. And then he he murdered it. And now she's a woman. So you hear that incels? All you got to do is go murder a turtle and you can have a woman. What's an incel again? Uh, involuntary celibates. Guys that oh. can't get laid. Oh. Yeah, and then they turn into, like, like male chauvinist pigs. Because they can't get laid? Yeah, yeah. They, they decide that because they've never had sex that women are evil. Oh. They're, they're, like, they're right up there with just, like, racists. They probably mostly are also racist, but... Oh. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, that's just dumb. All they got to do is go find a giant turtle to kill. Why would you identify yourself as someone who can't get laid? Um, I don't know. I guess you hit a certain point of frustration and just start taking it out on the world. And once you've decided it's your mission, you identify with it. I, I don't know. Yeah. All right. People are dumb. Uh, Okay. So, that was, what's it called in French? Le Tourte le Rouge. Le Tourte Rouge, or the Red Turtle. Definitely worth checking out. Now, I want to point out mm-hmm. that on IMDb, this movie has a 7.5. Less which than I feel Aquaman. Like, is it? 
Isn't Aquaman seven point six? Oh my god, I gotta I gotta check that when you start talking. Um, but <laughs> Alita Battle Angel, yeah, also seven point five. Okay, so I'm expecting a similarly positive review. <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm, well, we'll I'm get to that. I'm expecting you loved this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess I'll talk about Crawl now. All uh, right. Um. So, all right. So the the plot of this movie is very simple. Um, uh, break yeah. breaking news: Aquaman is a seven point one. Oh, I think it's gone down. I think you're right. It definitely used to be higher. Nice. Okay, so that means there's point five worth of like sane people out there who realize Aquaman's not good. Yeah, or maybe they just like gave it like a six. I don't know. <laughs> it deserves like a one. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So crawl. Um, this I had seen previews for. I mean, obviously, uh, as you know from preview. Oh yeah, preview corner. Um, oh yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. And travel down the road to Preview Corner. Um, Going on down Preview Corner. Nick, you totally had me there. Because I was like, we need some theme music for this. <laughs> <laughs> you and me, buddy. You got me. Hey, uh, listener. If you have theme music for Preview Corner, we'll, we'll use it. Just just uh, do some sort of mix with what Nick just sang. <laughs> make, it a, make it a dubstep song. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's see one two three four five six so i was running a little bit late uh and um i thought i was gonna miss some stuff but i guess i didn't because i've got seven previews here um first i saw a preview for a movie i've been hearing about and but didn't uh hadn't seen anything for yet and that's dr sleep what? you know about dr sleep no i don't Dr. Sleep is the sequel to The Shining. What? Yeah. There's a sequel to The Shining. There's a, a second book called Dr. Sleep. Oh, wait. Is this the Ewan McGregor movie? It is. Or, as autocorrect would tell you, Ween McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, I, I, you know, I, I know people like Ewan McGregor. I don't. Um, I love you and McGregor. See, but you know, whatever. This such is the story of my life. People like things, and I don't. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it 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 looks decent, I guess. So he is Danny. He's the kid, grown up, and um, I I couldn't really tell what was going on in the preview. It looked like at some point he was in the room. Of the hotel where, like, uh, his father had chopped through the door with the axe. Uh -huh. um, and, uh, but I got the impression from the rest of it, like, they weren't in the same environment. So I don't know if that might be a dream sequence or what. Um, he's talking to some young girl and he's like, Yeah, I, I call it The Shining. Um, but I, I really have no idea. The Shining? The Shining. You don't want to get sued. <laughs> But um, but I but I I couldn't tell what it was actually about, um, so I don't have a lot to say there other than I'm kind of curious. Um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I guess you don't know a lot about it, but is it a, is it a sequel to the movie or a sequel to the book? 
because from what I know, Stephen King hates that Stanley Kubrick, the Kubrick movie. version. Yeah, um, I the well the book was it, it, the book's a Stephen King book, um, but I'm guessing that it's more a, a movie sequel to the movie. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, there's probably some way to work that stuff so it's using the book but also fits more with the movie stuff um it definitely doesn't have the same aesthetic at all like it's it it's uh you know the the shining was a movie of its time as far as appearance goes uh, and it uh-huh. kind of had to be but um this you know looks polished in 2019 ish um which i think is a is a little bit I, I mean i feel like he, he's ewan mcgregor's too young for that yeah um but yeah, whatever I mean, maybe he's not i don't even know like like danny what's his face is like probably what eight in the movie and that movie's from what the early 70s yeah i guess i want to yeah. say 73 but i'm guessing that's what i would have guessed um so I don't know. Maybe he is the right age. It, 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 it I don't know. It just it doesn't. Um, I guess I would, I would expect there to be some effort put in to make it. Oh my God! The Shining's from 1980. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess he is about the right age. So that that works. Um, but there's there's still something like I feel like the if you're gonna shoot a film that's a sequel to The Shining. Like, you'd make it a little grainy or something. But either way, I, I don't know. I'm kind of curious. I, I might see it. Uh, I don't love The Shining the way a lot of people do, but I also haven't seen it since I was a kid. Like, I watched it a couple times when I was, I don't know, probably like seven or eight or something like that with my sister. You know, like little kids watch The Shining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and and it's been a long time since I've seen it. So It's uh, pretty good. Yeah, I, I might appreciate it more now. Um, I saw a preview for Gemini Man again, and I don't have much more to say about it other than that it is definitely Will Smith's mouth that doesn't look right when it comes to the, the him talking to himself and the uh-huh. younger version of him. Yeah. It's his mouth just is not moving right. They they need to I guess CGI just still isn't there when it comes to mouths. Yeah. Um Then I saw a preview for a movie that I'm kind of interested in. I mean, it looks it looks like garbage, but like there, it's it's basically the most dangerous game, except it's called the hunt, and uh, it's a bunch of people instead of just one person being hunted by another person. It's a bunch of people being hunted by a bunch of people, um, and I feel like I saw way too much of the movie in the preview. Um, as is the case often in these days, but, but I liked the way it started. Like it started with, um, this woman being in a store and being like, Hey, what state am I in? And they're like, most people know what state they're in. She's like, yeah, well I don't. So what state is this? And they're like, Arkansas. And she just goes nuts on these people. (laughs) She attacks them. (laughs) And, and you kind of come to find out while you're watching the movie. I mean, the preview. That like <laughs> she, she's she was kind of testing them to see if they would tell her the truth or not, and she's like, "They're lying. They're trying to kill us." And uh, 
Uh, and then it, it, I don't know if the movie's going to play out in the same order that the preview did, but it's like it, you come to realize that they already know they're being hunted, and she's just trying to stay alive and figure out who's trying to hunt them and who's not and whether or not they've escaped this hunting area or not. Um, but it looks like a decent, I don't know, decent ride. Um, What's it called? The Hunt? The Hunt. Oh, okay. Anybody in that? Yeah. Um, the main character does not look familiar. Um, although there was one shot where I was like, wait a minute, from that angle, she might be an actress I just haven't seen in a long time. And then I'm pretty sure it has the woman that was a million dollar baby. Hillary Swank? That's the one. I'm pretty sure she is the the main bad guy. Um, which, I don't know, probably you're not supposed to know until the end of the movie. I, I don't quite know, but in the preview they tell you, so there you go. All right. Uh, but I'm in. I'll go see that. Uh, once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I saw a preview that had a lot more going on in it. It was it was just sort of a longer version. It had all the same clips that were in the other ones, but um, I guess that uh, Margot Robbie or Margot Robbie, whatever, however you say it, is actually playing the actress that was killed by Charles Manson's people. Oh, yeah? Is that uh, Sharon Tate? Yeah. Or am I thinking of somebody yeah, yeah. else? No, 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 it is. It is. Um, which is kind of a strange thing. I mean, I guess people play dead people all the time, but I feel a little strange about, you know, being like a Tarantino comedy, you know, comedy is that is that what you would call a tarantino movie i don't even know now um uh so and so she's like playing this woman who was murdered and it it seems like there are going to be a lot of jokes going on so to feel a little strange about that but uh but i'm interested in the movie i'm 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 ready for it to come out so i can see what it's about Mm -hmm. um there was definitely a moment in the preview where i got like kind of excited and i was like oh yeah that's that good response to a tarantino thing like when it when it comes to tarantino i have two responses and one is that's going to be exciting and interesting and the other is ugh, come on you know like (laughs) so tired of it and and i definitely had both of those experience during the previews so i'll i'll see it and then hopefully it won't be uh django unchained you didn't like django unchained you know, the end of it was so damn stupid that it really like ruined the movie for me. Yeah, like, I don't. I, disagree I with never want to see it again. Even though I was kind of enjoying it up to till, you know, the last the end. The, like, yeah, the last, the last twenty act. minutes. Yeah, and then the last thirty seconds, especially. Um, and then I saw another preview for Star Wars, and I. <laughs> I, I was realized I was having kind of a funny response to that too because I'm like, man, I'm I'm in for this movie, and then I was like, I don't quite know why though because there's nothing in the trailer that I'm actually excited about, except that I like the character of Ray, even though I know a lot of people don't, and I don't really care. I'm just like, I think she seems pretty cool. I think I like the actress. Um, yeah. I gotta say, I am so unenthused for this next Star Wars movie. Yeah, like I didn't like the Last Jedi. Like the, as more and more time goes by, the more and more I hate the Last Jedi, <laughs> and and the more and more I think about how they're going to have to change, like retcon everything in this movie to fix the Last Jedi. 
to to kind of drag it back to old Star Wars canon feel. Yeah. Mm. Um, but like, I could not be like I'm. I mean, it's a Star Wars movie. I'm gonna be there, but like, I'm just like I don't care. <laughs> I. Uh, see, now we're probably the parts of you. Well, it sounds like most of you is unexcited. And the part of me that's not excited is is the opposite where I'm like, I like when it comes to Ray's parentage, I really like the idea that her parents were nobody. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm expecting that it's going to be like, no, you're a you're a Skywalker. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's boring and expected and whatever. So I I think I still just like. I like um, I like Ray, but I, I like the Kylo Ren character. Like I like this guy who's just like like tormented and like it comes out in this kind of whiny way, but he's got all this power, so it's like this dangerous yeah. loose cannon thing. I um, really like I really like Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens. I thought he was terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, like for all the reasons you just said, and then in the second movie when he smashes the helmet and it's the director saying, we're not doing any of that stuff. We're, we're going to do our own thing now. And then in the trailer for this one, it's they, they literally show him welding his helmet back together as if to say, uh, yeah, forget about all that stuff from that last movie where we're, we're going to go. <laughs> we're getting back to basics with this guy. <laughs> I guess that's fair. It's, it's probably a fair read on that. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll you know, I guess we'll both be there. Well, it'll probably be a good conversation um, once we have our takes. Um, and that's a preview for the new Terminator movie again. And uh, I'm getting more excited about Linda Hamilton um, and more frustrated and angry that the uh, the effects of this guy's boring ass face are, are just suck. Like I, I, now, I've never seen anyone rebuild their face in real life, so I don't know what that actually looks like. But uh-huh. in the preview, I'm just like, man, it just looks like shitty, shitty effects to see this guy's face rebuilding itself, and it doesn't even look as good as it did on uh, Robert Patrick in 1993. Yeah. Anyway, I read, a, I read an article. I guess they had yeah. their big Comic Con panel yesterday. Uh huh. Uh, and Edward Furlong is in the new Terminator, really, uh, as John Connor. Huh. Which I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Does he still look like he's like fifteen? Uh, probably not. Although the picture that they used for him in the article is from the Terminator Two, <laughs> like a production still, and I'm like, he's like a grown ass man now. Like, but what if he? Him. What if he is one of those grown men who still look like they're in their teens? Like, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, the guy from the eighties, Seth not Green, co- not Corey Haim. No, he's Feldman. Dead. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman looks the same. Does just he? Like he looks the same, just like just older. Huh. Well, that's and that's, there is. <laughs> speaking of Corey Feldman, yeah. there is an amazing. He he's got a band. And oh yeah, I've heard. There is an amazing music video where. He's singing this song. And it's not a bad song. I, I was actually kind of like, this is all right. And, uh, but the video for it is supposed to be one shot, like on Steadicam. Uh-huh. And it does not go well. 
Like there, there are mistakes left and right. Like he's late to his cues and stuff. And like, you could tell he's like working his ass off for this video and everybody's trying really hard, but like, it just does not come together. Like a one shot production should. Uh-huh. And uh, you should check it out. It's <laughs> okay. it's kind of a disaster. It's it's really worth watching. Well, speaking of movie stars making music, have you heard any of the Jeremy Renner stuff? What? Yeah, <laughs> check it out. It's kind of funny. Is it country? Um, no. It's uh kind of <laughs> like, like the country pop Ew. rock jazz what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know he uh does he sing <laughs> yeah and he see i hear this through the the podcast i was talking about before the daily zeitgeist and i guess his his way of like he takes himself very seriously it seems and his way of like promoting it was to like put a clip of him singing without the music out there and it's like what you gotta do but to see <laughs> you're like what is going on here um and then there, i heard the the song itself once it came out i heard the clip where he was saying this thing and uh, i was like oh in context it works a little better i don't know why he would try to put it out there without the music and think that would sound good um but i guess he's Either Jeep has commercials with him or he's making the commercials himself. I, I take it it must be Jeep because they sound like pretty expensive commercials, but like where he's dreaming about himself. Like <laughs> he's dreaming about driving in his car, listening to his own music. And it's sort of like an escapist kind of thing. Like, oh, I was just dreaming about going for a ride. And then he comes back to reality and then decides to go for a ride. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So. Awful. Yeah. So crawl. Um, <laughs> oh, was that the last preview? Yeah, that was it. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Um, so crawl is a very simple movie. This is a movie in which there is a hurricane and... A girl or a woman, young woman and her dad are stuck in a house with a bunch of alligators in a hurricane. Uh Uh-huh. And I, you know, I had seen previews for this and thought, oh, yeah, I'll I'll go there just because an alligator movie is exactly the sort of thing that I would go see. Uh Uh-huh. Like gator bait. No, 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 (laughs) let's... Like Gator Bait Let's too. try to forget that those movies exist. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, I had heard since, I had heard a couple people, you know, review it and say, like, this movie's actually really good. So I made the mistake of letting myself have expectations Uh-oh. a bit. Um, and there's... Uh, there's not a whole lot more to say as far as the plot goes, really. It's just that they're stuck and the water's rising. Um, and there's all sorts of stuff that doesn't work out right, continuity-wise. Like, outside the house, the water level is at, like, hip level. Because you see people trying to walk through it. Uh-huh. And they're like, there's there are people who are in a boat and 
when they're walking in the water. It's definitely somewhere between like their knees and their hips. Uh-huh. But this girl and her dad are in their basement, and there are lots of big holes built into the basement walls, like these open window type things. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense because at the at the same time that there are people outside in three feet of water, they are below that, and it's like starting to fill the basement. And they're like, oh yeah, it's you know. Oh, six saying. inches deep down here under ground level and meanwhile you know it's it's probably five feet higher than that outside it does just doesn't make sense at all the windows have a lot of like weather ceiling on them no there 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 are literally these big holes which doesn't make sense i mean no one would build a basement with like giant holes in the wall but they're like designed that way like uh, uh like imagine like lattice work or something like that. In this case, it's kind of made of cement, but it's as though the basement was supposed to be an open air thing, and you were just putting up some, I don't know, like design stuff to keep large animals out. I don't know. The, the, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm are, very confused. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, imagine you were to build a house with a basement, but you were like. I don't want this basement to be closed. I want all the windows to be built so that they're open. Is it like one of those basements where it's like the bottom of the house, but like you can go outside from like the back wall? Like the back wall is at ground level, but the front of the house, the the basement is underground. No, 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 no. no it's not like that. It's not like that. It's it's a basement. Um, but the windows are meant to be non-existent <laughs> for some reason. And then there's a little bit of like stone lattice work, let's say. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, it, it's basically the way you would build a basement if you wanted it to flood in a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Where does this take place? Is it Florida? Yeah, it's in Florida. Of course. And, um... So, so as you know, the people who were kind of mentioning this movie was a good movie, they were like, yeah, it's, it's a fun monster movie. And now that it's over and I'm not like being disappointed the whole time, I will say that as far as just a monster movie goes, it's decent. Uh huh. But the other half of the movie, like the, the, the characters, it's, it's just so annoying. Like they just didn't bother at all to make these people likable. It's a bit like um, The Shallows, where you're like, uh, yeah, so she's got some kind of strained relationship with her dad. Except in The Shallows, the dad's not there. In this movie, he is, and he's fucking annoying. Uh-huh. Um, and, oh, she's a swimmer. And, <laughs> of course, you know, she's going to have to swim. So that's that's no big surprise. So um, let but, me interrupt you for a second. Sure. The basement fills with water and crocodile alligators right the alligators are already there (laughs) in the basement (laughs) like pets or something so so there's a hurricane going on and she is going to this house to find her dad first she's going to the house that he lives at i don't know why they bothered to put this in there that they need to go to two different locations I guess to make the movie an hour and a half long. 
because um, she goes to his house and then she's like, I wonder if he's at our old house. And I'm like, you already explained that they're divor- the parents are divorced. Like, we don't need more clues. Just go there. You know, just have it be the same place. So anyway, she gets there and she gets down to the basement and he's already been attacked by an alligator. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> why? <laughs> why are there alligators? Oh, because one of the other things that this basement has is a giant sewer tunnel tube thing that uh-huh. goes directly out into the swamp or the, the like lake ocean. It's not quite clear. Um, you know, cause that's what you would want in Florida where there are all sorts of like snakes and alligators and stuff is a big tunnel into your house. This yeah, this house was specifically built so that this could happen. I can't I can't make that clearer. <laughs> um, and some of these things that I'm telling you may sort of be spoilers, but it's it's not because can, they're surprising. I don't think I'll ever see it. Well, it's and it's not. Uh, no, you definitely should. You definitely okay. should. It's it, it, and it is kind of short. Um, but as long as you go into it knowing the characters are annoying, I think you can just enjoy the 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 monster movie aspect of it uh-huh. it, it is pr- it, it there's enough going on that it's not really like boring there's not really downtime or anything um and the things that i'm saying are they're not really spoilers because they're not really twists it's just the stuff that's happening there's there's not a whole lot of cleverness to this movie it's the, the what makes it decent what makes the monster side of it decent is just that it's done well or uh-huh. well enough and that the alligators for the most part look pretty good um why why don't they just close the basement door to keep the alligators out yeah uh well why are they why are they in the basement with the alligators because well and this is it's kind of contrived like there are all these bars and stuff in the basement so like depending on where you are in the basement you can sort of get stuck in an area um And it's like, oh, well, we ended up on this side of these bars and the alligators on the other side of the bar. So we're stuck here in this spot. And it's very forced. Um, And when she gets there, like her dad's unconscious and because he's been attacked and I guess bleeding. It doesn't matter. I mean, as I expected, once she found him, I'm like, well, he's going to have to wake up at some point. And then the whole rest of the movie, he's more or less fine. (laughs) His leg bone is sticking out of his leg, but eventually he forgets about that and he's fine. Um, But there's way too much stuff about her being a swimmer. And it doesn't even like there is a point at which he's like, swim, you're faster than them. And I'm like, no, no, she's not. They're alligators. (laughs) I I don't care if she's a swimmer or not. Um but uh, but they they talk about it so much. It's like any I guess like any movie where there's there's supposed to be history to the family where there's some fucking thing that they have to like talk about and remember when you were a kid and blah blah blah. And here's a story that I'm gonna tell you for the audience, but you were there for, so you don't need me to tell you at all. Uh-huh. Um, there's all that sort of stuff, and the the. I mean, the way they talk about her swimming 
you would think that she was president of the United States or something. Like, it's just like, it's the biggest thing in the world. And she's like, my swim meets broke you guys up. <laughs> it ruined your marriage. And I'm like, this is fucking awful. But, um, <laughs> but it, it, it is kind of a fun movie. I had the worst experience with the audience, though, because there were like seven teens up in the front that like at one point they were playing a YouTube video during the uh, movie and i'm like ugh, yeah. this is this is how old people get cranky <laughs> yeah um so there's a point where the the daughter's doing cpr on her dad uh-huh. and uh and she's counting like one two three four but like her pushing on his chest does not go with the counting at all she's doing like triple time on his chest um uh-huh. and there's just stuff like that throughout the movie where i'm like this just what what are we doing here? Um, uh, there are. Uh, sorry, uh, I'm I'm trying to to look through my notes here. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. okay, no, I just jumped through all my notes while telling you about it. Um, the movie forgets about the hurricane a bunch of times. There are a bunch of moments where you're like, wait a minute, isn't there a hurricane going on? And then later they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we need the hurricane to, like, really hurricane right now, so that's going to happen. <laughs> Turn on the wind machine. Yeah, oh, and the eye of the storm is, like, three seconds long. And, of course, it's perfectly timed to be dramatically problematic. Um, the, this movie has the best dog ever. It doesn't really do anything. It's just really, really cute. Um the girl at the beginning, the setup of this is she's driving two hours into the hurricane. Like she's talking to her sister. Who's like, dad won't answer my calls. Go check on him. There's a huge hurricane. And she's like, all right, I'll go check on him. It's only two hours away. And I'm like driving two hours into a hurricane. Like call someone. Yeah. Go like, Hey, police. Or friends that live in the area. And it is established that she has friends in the area. Uh-huh. Uh, go check on my dad since you're there. And it would take me two hours to get there anyway. And there's a hurricane. So, you know, there's a lot of dumb stuff. Stupid stupid decisions being made so that the movie can movie. Um, I noticed once again how programmed I am by movies to expect a car accident anytime anyone's driving. Like I even told myself, I was like, Matt, this is not what this movie's about. And I'm like, yeah, but she's talking to the dog and she's not looking at the road. She's going to hit something. Um, the movie at first seems to do a pretty good job of mapping this house out to kind of let you know, like, here's the, here's the layout of what you're going to have to work with throughout this whole movie. But then it turns out it's, it doesn't actually it doesn't it doesn't map it out very well because they're in the basement i'm like wait which side of the bars are they on is she with the alligators or is she in the part with her dad right now i can't tell (laughs) um the alligators i I feel like the people who made this movie other than the fact that they just want the movie to go the way they want it to go like they did not study alligators at all because these alligators are like stalking her like jason Voorhees, where like she's backing up and it's just walking towards her very slowly and i'm like alligators can move pretty quickly when they want to attack something um but the movie would also have you believe that uh that alligators are like sharks and once you're out of the water 
they won't come up on land. <laughs> like they just they're they they're just aquatic creatures. Um, there are some effects. Antelope ahead. get eaten by antelope get eaten by alligators all the time. Yeah, when they're taking a little sip of water. Well, it, it, well, and if you've ever seen a video of like any person being on land near the water and alligators just rushing out of the water to try to attack them, like this thing does not just go. Oh man, she went on land. I'm going to turn away. Um, there are pretty good uh, uh, jump scares. There's one in particular where I was like, well, that totally got me. Um, and I mean, jump scares are not particularly sophisticated or anything, but one got me so good that I was like, all right, that, that deserves something because <laughs> uh-huh. I actually enjoyed it. Now, have you heard about these meth gators? Uh, no. Yeah. So apparently <laughs> there are in Florida, um, I, I I haven't actually heard the story, but I keep seeing the the like headlines for it. There are meth gators, and they're telling people not to flush drugs down the the toilet because they're creating meth gators. And I'm thinking this movie must be about meth gators because they are super hungry. And I don't know that meth actually makes people hungry, but I'm gonna go with that because these alligators want to eat everyone. Um and. I I guess I don't have a whole lot more to say. I did have, you know, you and I have had a couple conversations about actors having to deal with water and just how much un- how uncomfortable it must be to be wet all day long. Yeah. This is definitely one of those movies. I'm oh. like, oh, it would suck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's a question for you, Nick. Oh, yes, Matt. Imagine that you are in a room that uh, an alligator's coming at you, and you have okay. two options here. All right. You can close a door that's made of wood to uh-huh. try to keep it away from you, or you could put a layer, or, or let's say a glass door between yourself and an alligator. Which would oh, you boy. go with? I think I'm. Well, let's let's take a look at both options. Yes. So the wooden door yeah. would just stop the alligator. Right. But the glass door would let me be able to see the alligator crash through the glass. I guess we're going to go with the wood door. <laughs> that, would, that would be my... That's what I would opt for. Uh-huh. Uh, this movie would have you believe otherwise. This movie has the character go, Well, why would I stay here trying to close this wooden door to keep the alligator away from me when I could hop over this thin glass thing? And uh, and then literally, like a- after that works, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> after that works, and they're like, "Yeah, that alligator can't get through the glass." Literally, the next scene, an alligator comes cla- like crashing through glass. I'm <laughs> just like, whatever. So this, it's, it just doesn't care about stuff like that, um, and. That's all I have to say. The, yeah, that's it. It was, uh, if I had known the character, because I had heard that the acting was good, and I guess the actors aren't bad. It's just the character writing sucks. Does it star anybody? Um, it stars a young lady I don't think I've ever seen in anything before. Um, and she is fine. I mean, she, she, she does a good job. And the guy that plays her dad, he's 
he's kind of like one of those douchey side character guys. Like I've seen seen him in other movies, um, but he's sort of like. Uh, I think I might have seen him in something where he played like a military dude. So if it was like a movie with the the Rock, it would he would be like the Rock's smarmy friend. Oh, uh, okay. So he, he like so for instance with um what was it a skyscraper? Uh huh. The the friend of his that he that <laughs> tries to steal his his computer thing. The guy without a family. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not him, but he could play that role. So, uh, yeah, if I ha- if I had just expected that that I was going to be annoyed the whole time, then I probably would have enjoyed it more. Because as a as a cheesy monster movie, it does work. Okay, so check it out sometime. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Sounds stupid and fun. Yeah, if, if, put it on our list of. Uh, commentaries to do for you know whenever i'm out there next okay uh all right so then that brings me to alita battle angel written by james cameron and some other lady and directed by robert rodriguez this movie was terrible (laughs) (laughs) it was it was not good uh it had it had a couple of cool sequences and like some of the visuals were really neat but overall it is dumb and about halfway through the movie uh i said to my wife who i was watching this with and i was like is this based on some anime or or manga comic and she's like i don't know and then the very first credit, when it gets to the credits, is is it's based on some anime. And I'm like, of course. Now now the movie makes sense a little bit. Uh, so if you're unaware, Alita Battle Angel is the story of uh, this cyborg girl who gets brought back to life. Uh, Christoph Waltz plays this robot doctor who finds... Uh, so it's the distant future. It's like 500 years in the future. And oh, also at the very very beginning of the movie, they have this they have the 20th Century Fox logo, you know, where it does like the da 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 da. And uh at the very end it turns into a very terrible 26th Century Fox logo. And uh, it looks it looks really bad. To let like you it, know it's the future. Yeah, and it looks awful. And it looks like they made the whole thing, but they're like, this looks terrible, but we paid for it, so we might as well just use two seconds of it. Hey, wait, so let me check. I feel like I misunderstood something. Uh Um, So you're watching the movie, and it doesn't make sense, and then somewhere in the middle of the movie there are credits? No, at the end of the movie. Oh, oh! Credits. Once it was over, you were like, yeah, "Oh, okay, that over. makes sense yeah. that it was the way it was." Okay, I get yeah. You. Uh, so it, it's five hundred years in the future, after some crazy war destroys most of the world. Um, there are two societies, and it's okay. kind of like that movie Elysium, a little bit. I never saw uh, that. Oh, it's not good. Uh, and yeah. That's uh, why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, in the, in the sky, there's like this sky city called Salem or Zalem or something like that. 
and uh, that's where all the elite live. And then below that is uh, Iron City, where the the normos live, the, the normal people live, okay. and the poors. And uh, so Christoph Waltz is like this cyborg robot doctor, and at the beginning of the movie, he's going through the elite's garbage because they just dump it under below the city. And he finds this head. Like, uh, he finds the top of a cyborg. Like, it's like the head, uh, like the chest, and then, like, the spine and heart and stuff. Okay. And uh, and he's like, oh, you're still alive. And it's Christoph Waltz, who's usually a pretty good actor, but for some reason, he's trying to cover up his accent in this movie. And sometimes he succeeds, and sometimes he doesn't. Um, I feel like you don't need to do that if it's the future. You know, it's you all, like, it's oh, the yeah, future. people have gotten all scrambled up. And they also say, how come everyone speaks so many different languages here? Because, like, that's, like, another another thing. Like, everyone speaks different languages. So what's the point of trying to make him not have an accent? Anyway, so he brings the, the head home, puts it into... Um, uh, I'm going to get into spoilers here. Um, so Jennifer Connelly's in this movie for some reason. And uh, she and Christoph Waltz used to be married. And they had a child who was disabled in some way. And so Christoph Waltz built her a robot body to put her brain into. And she gets killed by like this crazy robot that was on drugs. Doesn't make any sense. I can't even try to explain. And then here's another thing about the movie (laughs) uh, is that I I, I can't figure out what, what these robot cyborgs are And, and they don't really explain it. Like the Alita character, at, at, she is all machine except for her brain, apparently, because she has to eat food to nourish her brain. And that's like the only line that they mention. And she has like taste, like she can taste things. And, uh, is that for the sake of like product placement so they could like have her eat Cheetos or something? No, no, they know there's no product placement at all. Okay. And, um, and 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 like it's very unclear like what these cyborgs are like are they all just brains inside robotic bodies and then it's like do they feel pain do like cuz some of them seem to feel horrible pain and others just don't and it's it's all very confusing and poorly done and um so so basically um he Chris going back Christoph Waltz takes the brain or the head of Alita, which was the name of his daughter who gets murdered, uh, and puts it inside the body that he made for her. And he, she wakes up and he's like, hi, um, can you tell us who you are since you're a robot? And she's like, I don't know. I don't have any memory. And he's like, okay, well, we'll call you Alita. That was my daughter's name, which is weird. And, uh, yeah. And so, and so this is when the movie gets a little weird with the passage of time where the whole movie feels like it takes place over the course of a week, but it could just as easily be a couple of years. Um, but it is unclear completely how much time goes by. So it's like the next day, I guess, Christoph Waltz takes her, takes Alita out to see the city and they're like walking around and she's like, Oh, the sights and sound. I'm in love with the world. And he's like, I knew you would be, you are a wonderful girl. And, and she's like, okay. 
And then like this, I like that the... he. I like that he turned Russian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, hey, look uh, over there, he's moose, and there he's squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then he he's like in a store or something, and she's eating a burrito, and she's like giving some of it to the stray dog, and then the robot from the first RoboCop movie, like the T eight hundred or whatever it is, uh-huh. the like the big one that's like present hall pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Uh, and it like is like coming towards her, and she's she doesn't know what to do, and so she like gets ready to fight it, and then the love interest shows up on his unicycle motorcycle, and like pushes her out of the way, and they're instantly in love. Right. And his name is Hugo, and he's douche. He's a douche. And, I picked up on that in the preview. Yeah, like he is just terrible, um, and uh, and so like she's in love with him immediately. And, and then like, it's so, it's so stupid. Like this guy's like making a living on the side by like stealing cyborg parts and selling them to Cottonmouth from the first season of Luke Cage. And, uh, it's, I don't even know where else to go with this. It's so dumb. Well, does um, this movie turn it? Cause it, okay. So, so I'm still on the side of only having seen the previews uh-huh. and having at one point been really curious about it. And then yeah. picking up on the idea that like, instead of this being a movie with a real plot, like she just starts competing in some sort of like death match. Is yeah, that you think, right? You think that that's going to be a huge part of the movie. The motorball. I keep wanting to call it murder ball, but it's called motorball. Yeah, close enough. And so she like goes. She goes with Hugo to like with his hang out with his friends one day. Yeah, and they're all playing like this this motorized inline skates game called motorball, which is like go around in a circle with this steel ball and put it in a hoop kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But like you, it's like Quidditch. It's like basketball meets roller derby. Okay. And uh, and so she doesn't know how to skate, but she figures it out real quick, and then she becomes pretty badass at it in a period of two minutes. Like she goes yeah, well, from because being, she's a robot. Yeah. Are but you like supposed every, to be amazed at her being able to do stuff that's more than human? I can't figure it out because everyone in this movie is a robot. Like uh. everybody, like the people who aren't robots. Like there, there's so many people with cybernetic upgrades and and with with appendages and and so it's like the x-men world where everybody's a mutant yeah kind of like the people who aren't cyborgs are the minority okay but they they act like they're better than the cyborgs right um and that's why the boy's like you're the most human person i know oh god that's when he says that (laughs) that's like the stupidest thing you've ever heard because literally he was just talking to his friend who is a hundred percent human well, yeah, I think it's supposed to be poetic. <laughs> it's not. It's not because she's it's unclear if she's human at all. And so the movie goes along and basically she slowly gets her memory back and what we figure out is that she is this unstoppable killing machine. Um she's like the greatest so remember there was the big her, her war brain the, is. No. Well, her brain is but she also uh, I'll get to it. Um, <laughs> okay. So the member of the big war that destroyed the world. Right. 
So she was involved with that. So she's been around for 300 years, just kind of sitting in the trash. Uh. And uh, for, for some reason. And so what happens one day is Hugo takes her out of the city to go see this spaceship that crashed. And apparently there's like a Mars colony in the future. And the, the Great War was between Earth and the Mars colony. And the people on Mars were really good at creating technology. And the Mars people created Alita, uh, including like a super a super body suit that she that she was like destined to wear or that she used to wear when she was a soldier. Um, and so she takes the body home to Christoph Waltz, and she's like, "Put me in this," and he's like, "No, I'm not going to do that." And she goes, "Fine, well, I'll find someone who will." Basically. And what what's implied is that she's going to turn to Jennifer Connelly and Cottonmouth from Luke Cage and and say, hey, you guys know about robots. Can you put my brain in this body? And then she has to, like, work for them. Like, that's what I expected the second half of the movie would be about. Yeah. Instead, because she remembers everything who she is, she becomes the world's greatest fighter and decides to become a bounty hunter or a hunter killer is what they're called. And, uh, so she goes from being like this sweet, innocent robot girl to being like, I'm a, I'm a bounty hunter. Now I'm going to go to the bounty hunter bar and, uh, I'm going to recruit some bounty hunters to work with me. And she can fight like nobody's business. She can, she's like the best at this robot Kung Fu. I forget what it's called, but it's like Ken Perksto or something like that. There's like a name for it. And she's like the best at it. And she's like, she's fighting and, and kicking ass. And all I can think is she's doing all of this in the body that Christoph Waltz made for his disabled daughter. Like she's already the greatest fighting machine ever. What does the super body add? Like, what could it add? And the answer, not much. Doesn't add much. The whole thing that you just explained, it, like, gave me the same response that I have. And it's kind of like my brain turning off and not listening. Uh-huh. Um, no offense, but, like, it's it, that same thing that when people try to explain shit like Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z and all those sorts of, like, cartoons where they're like, and uh, th- these people are competing in this weird way and have these powers that seem completely arbitrary. And it just sounds like the worst. Yeah, it's it's not good. And it just keeps going like it's over. I think it's two hours and one minutes long. I was like, oh, God, it's so long. Um, that being said, some of the action sequences are fun. She does play murder ball or motor ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that sequence is neat for like two minutes and then it's like oh we're not really playing the game we're all just here to kill you and you're like well i just kind of wanted to see her play the game and uh (laughs) it's like and then here's the hunger games where you're like can we just watch more of the competition and then here's the other thing that really bothered me is the character for alita um one it looks like she was supposed to be um uh, uh aubrey plaza from parks and rec like she looks just like aubrey plaza and there was an actress who played alita and i could not figure out if if it was an actress and she was like wearing a green mask or whatever and they just computer animated her face because the alita character looks similar to the actress who plays her right not enough 
Um, well, and she like, also has they enlarged her eyes and stuff. Yeah, like she's got these giant eyes, and I just wanted someone to address it at some point in the movie, and like, no for one someone to does. be like, "Wow, you've got the biggest eyes. You have such beautiful eyes," or something like that, or anything, and no one addresses it at oh, all. Or they could have like a running joke where things keep poking her in the eyes. <laughs> Well, there's the, my Jill made a a, a, a hilarious joke because she's riding with Hugo on his unicycle motorcycle, and she's like, "Close your eyes, girls. Those are like two <laughs> giant wind windshields." She's like riding with her hands in the air, like like you're gonna get so much dirt in your eyes. You're gonna get hit by a bug. Yeah, um, but no one ever addresses the eyes, and no other character in the movie has big eyes. Like, there's a lot of robots, and they all have, like, different features, but, like, none are exaggerated like her eyes. And and no one ever addresses it, and it was really annoying. Nick, will you watch Get Out already? <laughs> instead, of, <laughs> <laughs> instead of watching all these other stupid-ass movies. Uh, oh, God. I, I almost watched Hellboy last night, too. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> But that movie's two hours long. I thought it would be like a quick 90 minutes, and I was the, like, no way. The new one? Yeah. Oh, God, why? I don't know. Oh, no. Is it, uh, all right. <laughs> uh, but I think that's all I have to say about Alita. Oh, I want you to watch it, because oh, I want to hear how irritated you are <laughs> like, yeah, watching that's it. That's all it would be, is me being But then, off. like, like, this movie is so sure that it's going to be a massive hit that it like sets up like four sequels. Well, it, 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 by the time it came out, the previews were giving me the same feeling as all those mortal engines previews. Uh-huh. And it sounds like kind of the same thing. It thinks it's going to be this big, great thing. And then it's just like, no, it's all hype. Yeah. It's uh, like if a sequel to it came out, I would watch it. I wouldn't go to the theater to watch it, but I would watch it just to be like, all right, what else are they going to do? Because, because they but then never, the answer would probably be nothing. Probably, because they never go to the city in the sky. They never get up there. So they set up this whole location that we never visit. And you're like, oh, we're never getting up there. That's for the sequel, isn't it? In the sequel, we get to go up there where we fight. And huge spoiler alert, the leader of all the bad guys, or the, this guy named Nova, um, is Edward Norton. You're like the movie's like ending in this guy and this guy who looks like Brent Spiner in uh oh Independence Day uh the scientist guy yeah D- data from uh Star Trek he yeah. looks like data from Star Trek wearing future binoculars and he takes them off and you're like Edward Norton what what are you doing here and then the movie ends and you're like uh I mean if there's a sequel I'll watch it but uh, you know i'm not i'm not expecting much like i went into this not knowing what to expect i was kind of the same with you with the trailers where i was like i went from liking it to being like this is gonna suck to i can't wait to see this to this is gonna suck and the uh final result was it sucked Mm. but i would watch a sequel just because of investment it sounds like yeah I, i would like to see where it goes Gotcha. And uh, and I like Edward Norton. And I want to see what the future, like the high tech city, looks like. You teased me with how great Zalem is, and I don't even get to see it. There is a there is an amazing sequence. This movie feels a lot like RoboCop Two, 
which I don't think you remember, but like RoboCop two has a lot of like disembodied brains and like spines and stuff. And, uh, and there's like a scene where, where Jennifer Connelly like quits her job because she decides she wants to be a good guy. And, uh, the bad guys like, uh, you're not going anywhere. And then Alita shows up like two minutes later to take, to take on the bad guy. And he's like, well, don't you want to say hi to, um, Jennifer Connelly? And he opens up this refrigerator and inside are her hands, her brains and her eyes. And she's like alive, just watching <laughs> And it's like so like that it's like in between scenes she got disembodied yeah uh, and that's and that's how you get to go to the the sky city the only way you get to go to the sky city is in pieces or if you're the champion of murder ball jesus that sounds dumb yeah and uh so yeah the end yeah i'm gonna pass on that one i want you to watch it i know you do <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's all I got on that. Oh, I'm um, so glad I didn't go to the theater for that one. Matt. Wait a minute. So you're talking about movies that think they're all big and turn out to be crap, and your follow-up uh-huh. to that is to watch freaking Hellboy? Uh-huh. Because I thought it would be watch short Get Out and terrible. You're, <laughs> you're not allowed to watch anything else until you see Get Out. And now it's going to be overhyped, but I don't even care. Uh, I think Us is available now, too. Uh, I th- in terms of order of watching those movies, I don't. You know, I don't know. I was going to say I, I think I'd say watch Get Out first, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all right. Yeah. So M- Matt, I finally created the Midwest Matt Marvel Cinematic User Universe bracket. Would you okay. like to play? Absolutely. I'm I'm doing that hand motion of where you wipe your hands in preparation to get down to business cracking my knuckles all right let's do it all right so to set it up i tried to break this up um into phases like the phase one movies are kind of together the phase two movies are kind of together and the phase three movies are kind of together uh and there's an odd number of movies so sorry but spider-man far from home technically makes it to the second round okay I mean, if there's somewhere where I'm doing three against in one, that's fine. Uh, all right. Well, then I'll just do that. We'll say I'll erase this line because I know it's not going to win. Uh, all right. <laughs> so to start. Yeah. Uh, oh, and users, if you're or listeners, if you're unfamiliar with what's going on, I've created a bracket for Matt to decide for himself, which is the best of the Marvel MCU movies. And uh, we're about to start it now. Oh, well, and yeah, and if you are new to it, then I think the first one, the time that I did the bracket for you was on our second episode talking about Endgame. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I think so. I feel like that's right. It was definitely after Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. So. Iron Man versus Iron Man one versus Thor one. Oh, Iron Man done. Iron Man. Now, Iron Man two versus the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Oh, okay. Absolutely, yeah. I, I hated Iron Man two. Th- what like in that first one, like Thor 
didn't really do much for me. I can't say I enjoyed it, but I, I didn't hate it. And I really uh-huh. enjoyed Iron Man, the original. But I hated, and I still hate Iron Man 2. And yeah. it's The Incredible good. Hulk I actually thought was pretty decent. I mean, I, I don't want to watch it again, but I, I remember seeing it and going like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm mildly engaged. Yeah, I like The Incredible Hulk. I don't yeah. know why it's like the red-headed stepchild. I think it's because of Ed Norton. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next uh, uh, game: Captain America: The First Avenger versus the Avengers. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, oh God! See, because I did not like the Avengers. Uh huh. And when it, it and it's kind of like for me, it was like a C, maybe C minus. Um, and when it comes to Captain America, the first Avenger, I sort of liked half the movie, but I didn't like the other half, and it I felt like it sort of went in the wrong direction. Like, by the end, I was like, well, I got less interested in this as it went. Um, if I had to watch one of them again... Jesus... Boy, I, I look forward to the winner of this going against another movie so I can just kill it. Um, <laughs> let's just go with Captain America. Okay. All right. Next round is Iron Man 3. When I were out of the Phase 1 movies. Well, I can't do Iron Man 3 because I never saw it. Versus Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Oh, well, Winter Soldier would probably win anyway. So, done. Uh, you should watch Iron Man 3 about a hundred times. Uh, next is Thor the Dark World versus Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> Two movies I've never seen. Uh, let's go with uh, Age of Ultron. Okay. Uh, I thought you were going to take out the ones I hadn't seen. No, that was, part, right. was funny, funny for me. Uh <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. versus the first Ant-Man. Oh, Guardians. Easy. All right. Yeah, I didn't hate Ant-Man, but like Guardians I actually enjoyed. Uh, Captain America Civil War versus Guardians 2. Ooh. Um, man. I'm going to have to go with... Uh I'm going to have to go with Civil War on that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next up is Doctor Strange versus Captain Marvel. Huh. That's kind of interesting, too, because I feel like kind of middle of the road with both of them. But if I had to sit down and watch one of them, I would, I would definitely go Doctor Strange. So I'm going to go with Doctor Strange. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think we're in phase three now. Although I will say, I think in terms of there being like a sequel, I'm probably more apt to expect a sequel to Captain Marvel to be better than Mm. Doctor Strange 2. Next up, Spider-Man Homecoming versus Black Panther. Oh, you dick. (laughs) Oh, God. Man, I'm having a hard time. Like, it's been so long since I've seen Homecoming, and I think I've been, like, hesitant to watch it again because I don't want it to turn out to be not as good as I remember. 
Um, and I've seen Black. I think I saw Black Panther three times now. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Black Panther. Black Panther. Okay. Next is Thor Ragnarok versus Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, I haven't seen the second one, but I really enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. And I think like Thor Ragnarok just keeps getting better in my mind over time. And uh-huh. I have I have seen it more than once, and I enjoyed it probably even a little bit more the second time. Um, so yeah, definitely Thor. Um, they just announced this week that Taiki Waititi is going to come back to direct the fourth Thor movie. Uh, okay, cool. Whenever whenever that happens. Um, I, you know, I don't know what, I guess Marvel's going to announce what's going on with the future of Marvel this week at Comic-Con. Uh, so I guess we'll get some information this week about that. Uh, and then the final, well, and he's, he's going to end up being with the guardians, right? I don't know. I mean, that's where they left off. Yeah. But, okay. Huh? Uh, so the final game of the first round is a three on three. Okay. Um, Avengers Infinity War versus Avengers Endgame versus Spider-Man Far From Home. All right. So this this uh, brings up a good question about Endgame, which is the further I get from Endgame, the less I enjoy it. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't hate it or anything like that, but but I get more and more like, yeah, that was a great experience. I don't really feel like I need to see it again. Um, so I'm going to go with infinity war on this. Cause I feel like okay. infinity war has got more staying power and I've seen it twice and I enjoyed it the second time too. Uh, all right now. Next up is the second round. Okay. All right. Going back to the top. Iron man one uh-huh. versus the incredible Hulk. Iron man, iron man. All right. Captain America, the first mm-hmm. Avenger versus Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. All right. Yeah, I remember walking away from Captain America, the first one, being like, this didn't really feel like a movie. <laughs> it's like more the, of a commercial. Yeah, it didn't yeah. It didn't really find its own plot. Um, uh, as time has gone by, I've seen it a couple more times, and I yeah. like it a lot more than I did the first time. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and it almost makes me wish that they didn't bring Captain America into modern times. Like he just had more World War Two adventures. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, c- I could see that being a, a like if they had a side movie, like they you know some of these things jump around in time. Captain Marvel was like you know going back to the nineties. If they had another Captain America episode and it was in there somewhere, yeah. pardon me, in there somewhere, I could uh, I could get on board with that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, Winter Soldier, though. It was a real movie. Uh, Next up is Avengers Age of Ultron versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) And I'm about 100% sure that I would agree with myself, even if I had seen Age of Ultron. Uh, Captain America Civil War versus Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go Civil War on that one. Okay. Black Panther versus Thor Ragnarok. Uh, damn it. Um, 
Oh man, this is hard because like I've Thor has grown on me so much, and I think it's not just that he's grown on me, but it's like that they got better at making him an interesting character and fun. Uh-huh. And if it were just the main characters going up against each other, I'd have no problem with this because it would totally be Thor. Because the Black Panther character is not all that interesting. But the side characters I really like. Like his sister Mm -hmm. um, is so much fun. This is like two forms of fun going against one another. Oh, man. And every time I think of Ragnarok, I hear that Led Zeppelin song. Uh-huh. And it's just like the the immigrant song, and I'm like, yeah, I get all pumped up. Um, damn it! Uh, and and now I'm like, I'm having a hard time teasing out Black Panther from the parts that take place in Infinity War in Wakanda. Uh, fudge. Um. This is the, this is probably the toughest one. I I want to take Thor and put him in Black Panther. Um, that sounds like a different kind of movie. I ah oh man, I feel like Black Panther is also a little bit more cohesive. Like Ragnarok, just like when I think of the Jeff Goldblum character, it's sort of like there are these different elements, but they're not necessarily so. Drawn together, and on one like with with Black Panther, I really like Killmonger, but in Thor, the the opponent, like the bad guy, doesn't really have much going for her. Ah, shit. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with Black Panther. Black Panther. All right. Man, right, I'm, then, sad, I'm sad to see Ragnarok go. I thought it would make it till towards the end. Um, so this is where the, the, the grid gets a little jacked up. So we're just going to say Avengers Infinity War is, is still alive. Okay. Um, all right. Now it's time for the third round. Okay. This quarterfinals, I guess. I don't know. Um, Iron Man versus Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Iron Man. Uh, I, I, on, I only ever saw Winter. I know. <laughs> I never. I, I only ever saw Winter Soldier the one time, and that was in the theater. Uh-huh. Um, and I, it didn't quite stick with me. Like I don't remember it all that well. Uh-huh. Um, and I've seen Iron Man probably ten times at least. Uh-huh. Um, and I know it's a little weaker because the third act is pretty strained. But as far as enjoyment goes, I definitely enjoy Iron Man more than I did Winter Soldier, at okay. least when I saw it. So that that if I were to watch Winter Soldier again, it might be a bit different. But I got to go with the experiences I've had. So yeah, Iron Man. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy versus Captain America: Civil War. Ah shit. Um. I'm going to go with Civil War. Wow, okay. Yeah. I enjoyed Guardians, but not as much as everybody else. Uh, and then, because the grid is all screwed up, this next question is going to decide who's in the final for the 
we'll say the southern bracket. Okay. Uh, Black Panther versus Avengers Infinity War. Oh, crap. Um... Black Panther. Really? Uh, yeah. I, you know, hang on. Huh? Yeah. Oh, man. See, this is another one where it's like, oh, now now the, the right things are getting pitted up against each other. Because for me, Black Panther, it's all about Killmonger uh-huh. and him essentially being right. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and uh, Thanos and... Not necessarily him being right, because, again, there's that issue of, like, if you killed half of everything, then a lot of resources are gone, too. Uh, but I do kind of like his, like, nihilism. I, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip on this one. I'm going to go with Infinity War. Oh, okay. All right. All right. And then uh, here's the semifinal for the north bracket. Iron Man 1 versus Captain America Civil War. Oh, Iron Man. Iron Man, making it to the end. Which is ironic because I I like Iron Man a lot in that movie. And then in all the other movies, I feel like Iron Man slash Tony Stark is the worst part. <laughs> I, I can't stand him. He's fucking annoying. He's, he's whiny and... Yeah. He's, he's uh, anyway, keep going. All right. Yeah. This is the f- this is the final. Is it? Yep. This is the Iron Man Championship. Iron Man 1 versus Avengers Infinity War. And we'll get to that after this sponsor from Hammers. Do you need to nail in something to the wall? <laughs> <laughs> uh buy a hammer. Iron Man Iron Man beats Infinity War. Wow. Iron Man is your grand champion. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Uh, ironically, if it were Iron Man versus Ragnarok, I don't know who would win. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tough because I think one thing this kind of illustrates along the way is that like these movies really have their strong points and their weaknesses. Uh-huh. Like Iron Man 1 is the most fun i think in a lot of ways but i am like give it a better third act give it a better bad guy i want killmonger to be an iron man and then we'd have a much better movie and we'd probably have a much better third act i don't know what he would need as far as like superpowers go i guess the the black panther juice um (laughs) but that's what i'd rather say i want to see i want to see thor the fun thor from ragnarok teamed up with Iron Man from Iron Man against Killmonger and I don't know. Are there any other good bag? I guess Thanos. Yeah. And throw Spider-Man in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) The vulture from the first Spider-Man movie. Oh, no. I liked his bad guy. He's great. He was all right as a, as a like kind of interesting character, but as far as a bad guy, I mean, it wasn't like menacing or anything. Oh, I think I just liked uh, Michael, uh, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. Well, and and he as a as a human being on a non superhero level was kind of cool. And like the moment where, um, you know, spoiler alert for Homecoming, the moment where you find out that like he's the dad, 
Yeah. Like that's a moment where I'm like, oh, this is pretty tense. Yeah. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. When he opens the door, you're like, <gasps> and I'd be oh. cool with this all happening in the Ragnarok world where Led Zeppelin's doing the soundtrack. <laughs> that's just the soundtrack for every movie. Yeah. Um, somebody on, on YouTube took the scene where, uh, in infinity war where Thor shows up at the, at the battle. Yeah. Uh, and just overlaid the immigrant song over that. Uh huh works beautifully yeah <laughs> well like i imagine like when when thor shows up you're like yeah <laughs> like it's exciting uh-huh lightning coming out of his eyes i'm like he looks cool he is cool this is fun yeah anyway but uh yeah i mean probably uh, when when he's actually being thor and he and captain america are near each other in endgame like that's that's what i want to be there for uh-huh. The rest of that movie can kind of screw right off, but <laughs> I need to watch it again. I, I think Infinity War is the better movie. I think Infinity War is going to end up being like the Empire Strikes Back of our time. Um, yeah, that's because, probably true because it ends on such a, a a down note. It's dark. It's kind of thoughtful. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. whereas Endgame has the responsibility of like straightening everything out and in and a happy ending for the most part yeah well and which, it, it ties it it ties together better than you would anticipate which is probably where like you know return of the jedi gets a lot of crap for just not being not living up to the empire strikes back yeah. and maybe maybe endgame really doesn't quite live up to to infinity war either but they managed to pull it off yeah and that's, I think that's with it being such a huge project. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. And like, good job. Kudos. Yeah. All right, Matt, that brings us to our final segment in oh, this yeah. super, the super sized show, um, our movie rankings list. Now you saw one movie that I can't remember. I saw crawl. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The cr- alligator movie. <laughs> and why I- isn't there a movie called crocagator? Uh, because they're just not different enough. Aladdin. You need to mix it with a shark or an octopus for it to be a combination thing. So I'm going to put crawl between the fire documentaries and extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Oh, all the way down into the new number thirty-five spot. Yeah, I mean there are other movies higher than that that I'm like it could have gone near them. Like it, it probably could have gone with life after Beth, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many stars? T- two. Yeah, two, two stars. About right. All right. And would you say you recommend or like it? That is a harder question than it ought to be. Um, if you would were you to click, ask me, would while, you click the heart button? If you were to ask me while I was watching it, I would have said no. Uh huh. But now that I'm like, yeah, as a monster movie, it does its thing, and I'd actually be willing to see it again with that in mind someday in the future. Um, uh-huh. I'm going to go with yes. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. And uh, that brings me to my list oh and it's nice. it's pretty far above shazam that's not right <laughs> <laughs> oh, now i need to go back and check your list where's shazam like five lower than that 
Oh, I almost watched that too, but then I was like, uh, I'd rather watch Alita because because we've talked about Shazam already. So yeah, uh, I still want to see Shazam. I wish I'd seen it in theaters. Uh, all right, so then my list. I watched the Red Turtle, which I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put. Jeez, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it a lot, and it was well made. I'm gonna put it above Happy. I'm going to put it between Star Trek and Overlord in the new 21 spot. Uh, Turtles. (laughs) I see turtles. Uh, And I'm going to give this movie three and a half stars. It is quite good. And I definitely would recommend it and click the like button. Now, Alita. (laughs) This movie, uh, you mentioned... um, Mortal Engines. Yeah. And I also am about to mention Mortal Engines because I don't know if it was better than that. The main guy feels like he should have been in that movie. Let's see. Was it better than that movie? Was it better than Terminator Genesis? Yes. Was it better than Runaway Jury? Uh, I laughed a lot more. I laughed a lot during it because it was terrible. Uh, I liked it more than After Earth. Uh, Did I like it more than Venom? Uh, it didn't sound like it. Because uh, you had you had a couple good things to say about Venom. I didn't really yeah, say anything. Yeah, it's going to go between Venom and After Earth in the new 59 spot. Uh, and I'm going to give this movie... I'm torn between one and a half and two stars. I'm going to say one and a half stars. One and a half stars. But would I recommend it? <laughs> no. No. Because no. you want me to watch it. I, I just want you to watch it because I want to. I would just want to hear what you have to say about it. <laughs> Next weekend, Nick pisses Matt off by making him watch a shitty movie. I think the last one I got you to watch was Solo. Yeah, that did piss me off. Yeah. Not so uh, much of you, just the movie. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think that's going to do it for the show. Matt, anything to plug this week or recommend for your Midwest Matt recommends segment? Yeah, actually, I started uh, listening to a podcast called The Asset, which does a really cool job. I mean, it's there are moments where the, they, they, they make some music choices that are like a little cheesy because um, we're talking about like actual like S espionage or manipulation or whatever real stuff that's happening in the real world and unfortunately they choose music that's like james bond type music um or like cliched stuff yeah yeah like dramafied i'm like hey let's you know this is serious it's not a joke um but it's a it's a pretty good rundown of vladimir putin putin and um and uh donald trump and like how things have kind of come to be the way they are and what those relationships look like. Uh, so I, I'm only like maybe uh, a few episodes, maybe like three or four episodes in. Um, but there's one in particular that's really like, here's here's Putin's biography, and that gets kind of interesting. Um, I ch- I'd say check it out. It's, it's a pretty good podcast in spite of that okay. music stuff. And it's called The Asset. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, if you go to thisweekinfilm.com, you'll find a link to all the stuff that Midwest Matt has recommended. Um, you can also find links to all of us on social media, whatever. If you want to contact us, you can contact us there or on social, or you can email us at thisweekinfilmpodcast at gmail.com. Um, didn't we request music for this, for Preview Corner? <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I think we did. It was like a week ago at this point. Come on, people. Well, has that actually aired? <laughs> no, that was earlier in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was uh, that was for uh, Preview Corner. Yeah, preview. if you got Preview Corner music for us to use, we would, you know... We'll do it. I don't oh, care if oh, it's I the th- worst music I ever heard. We'll, we'll use <laughs> whatever you supply. I, I thought just a minute ago, I don't know where my head was. I, th- I thought you were asking. I thought you were saying, didn't we request music for this <laughs> part of the show? What's wrong with these listeners? Why haven't they provided it yet? <laughs> <laughs> if you have music for the end of the show, we'll use it. Give us free stuff to use in our show. Um, uh, I guess that is going to do it. Uh, anything else, Matt? No, that's All right. Well, if that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film. Thanks for listening.